you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. I do think I'm the greatest receiver to ever do it. Snap to Brady. Lots of time. Looks. Shoots it toward the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, Randy Moss. A one-handed stab. I don't really live on numbers. I really live on impact and what you're able to do out on that field. So I really do think that I'm the greatest receiver to ever play this game. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live, featuring the experts of NFL.com. There's no next week, and whoever wins this game will feel that confetti drop. Ray Rice in for the touchdown! Flacco staying in the shotgun. He has lived in the gun in the second half. Patriots bring the blitz. Flacco throws end zone. Touchdown! Ravens! Here are your hosts, Elliot Harrison, Jason Smith, and Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano. Got the Hall of Famer in the open for Fabs. Very nice. Newly minted Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano. It is NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, Fabs, Elliot Harris. The number is 888-XM-FANTASY. A bit of a bittersweet day for us here. Going to have fun the next couple hours, but this is the final NFL Fantasy Live show of the year. Elliot and I getting ready, having our special deer antler shakes, which are very tasty. And uh, Fabs is already a Hall of Famer. This guy doesn't need to take anything. We're all set to go for you today. Deer antler shakes, huh? Is that a wine? That's what it's come to? Is Is that wine? I don't know. It's like a the Fabs. It's like a maroon burgundy kind of thing. You don't like it? I can't tell. You can't tell. It's like it's like almost like forty nine er colors, I guess. Oh, because you like Colin Cowherd. I would say it's more Redskins colors. You think? Yeah. He needs a big hog nose, though. You do. Remember those? I guess big hog noses. Does that mean I have to draft Alfred Morris in the first round? You might have to. Right? Marshawn Lynch is more like John Riggins than Alfred Morris. All right. As we said. You said Redskins. That's true. Last show, which means the last appearance of uh, Fantasy Bane, last appearance of Fantasy Predator, 
Last appearance we of the think. fantasy computer. Well, Fabs is luckily Fabs can translate for the fantasy uh, fantasy predator, fantasy computer, fantasy Michael McDonald. We have a lot of people scheduled to make guest appearances today. But uh, let's start with what we just heard there in the open. You heard some Randy Moss, and that was just from today at Media Day. We always get some big story, something big happens. Randy Moss says he thinks he's the best wide receiver to ever play the game. So let me throw this at you this way. Randy Moss certainly is in the top five of any list. I mean, I think it's a little, a little, a little naive to say I'm better than Jerry Rice, but he's he's close. Who's the best fantasy receiver of to all ever time? Play the game. I mean, is it still Jerry yeah, Rice? It's still Jerry but, Rice. But Jerry Rice in the infancy of fantasy fans, so not a lot of people played. I understand, but uh, if we're just looking at pure stats and what a guy did year in and year out, Jerry Rice was tough to beat. He was tough to beat. I mean, to. Obviously, he's up there. T.O. had some huge seasons and a lot of real good seasons between San Francisco. Had some good seasons with the Cowboys. Not so much with the Eagles, though, of course. We all know how that mess ended up. But uh, it's it's hard to look past Jerry Rice uh, unless you're looking at guys who are like compilers who just played for a very long time, like the Andre Reeds of the world. Well, that's the only reason I, I throw out the question is because certainly Jerry Rice is the best receiver. But mm-hmm. when he was great, you know, not a lot of people did fantasy in 85, 86, 87, 88. Fantasy didn't really start the big boom until the Internet. I remember I started playing in the, in the mid-90s and like 93, 94 was my first year. And still not a lot of people played fantasy. So for much of his career, Jerry Rice was someone who, you know, he was great, but you didn't really yeah, but, uh, get the reward. I, I, I understand that, but I mean, you can also say that about Marshall Falk. That people were just starting to get into fantasy. You didn't see twenty or thirty million people playing fantasy football like they are today. It was still sort of a, a growing hobby, as it were. But I mean, can anyone argue that Marshall was arguably the best running back in fantasy football history? No, oh, he, he had a five-year span where he was the number was one unreal. overall pick. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but that's also his his era was. 97, 98, 99 to 2003, which is much more modern than Jerry it's Rice. Clo- yeah, it's closer, but I mean, I didn't even start playing fantasy until like 97, 98, somewhere around there. So Marshall had already had some pretty big seasons before I even jumped into the mix. Yeah, you know, you, E.H.? Well, the, you know, the first year that I remember ever hearing of fantasy football wasn't called fantasy. Some people called it roto football. Everyone had it like a different name for it, but I remember 1987 was the first year I ever saw it. You had Neil Lomax was your quarterback? It was during the strike year when they only played 12 games and they had the scab replacement players play three games. Back then, it was only done on touchdowns. That's it. Not yards for, I would say, the first 10 years of fantasy football were probably all touchdowns. Jerry Rice in 1987 had 22 touchdowns. He had 197 for his career. Yeah, but... That was in 12 games. And then the, if you look at the first four years of his career, he had a rushing touchdown each season, tacked onto that. But I'm, I've got his stats pulled up here. 89, 17 touchdowns. 90, 13. 91, 14. 92, 10. 93, 15. 94, 13. 95, 15. That's a heck of a run right there. And also there. look at the numbers. Jerry Rice had 22,895 career receiving yards. The second best player had 15,000. <laughs> yeah, well, the, yeah, the difference between Rice, it's... It's, it's not you know, close. The second, you know, you're in second place, you're, you're 10 miles behind Jerry Rice, right. but a lot of the other It's kind of like how receivers. the Mets have been behind the Yankees for most of their time. Uh, I would say, except for 86, we've been behind the Yankees every year. Yeah. 86 is the whole year. I had to get that quick baseball dig in on you because this is our last show. Okay, 88, no. when we went to, the, went to the World Series, I went to the uh, NLCS and lost. We were ahead of you then. But yeah, that's it. That's now, it. Jason, to your point, 
Which one of these guys helped out the most people in fantasy? I'd say Randy Moss. Yeah. That's because the, yeah. of the numbers. If you figure, Fabs, when did you start with CBS Sportsline? 2000? Yeah. When you started covering it? Yep. Okay, there was hardly anyone covering fantasy football back then. If you just go from that point on, 2000, Randy Moss, his numbers are sick. Yeah. And yep. 2000, I know everyone remembers the 2007 season when he had the 23 touchdowns for the Patriots. 2003. When Dante Culpepper had that huge year, mm-hmm. Randy Moss's numbers were 111 catches, 1,632 yards, and 17 touchdowns. Yeah, he was a monster. And actually, I remember being in debates with people back in the day because there were some fantasy writers out there who thought Moss should be the first overall pick. And I said, heck, no, no chance. I, I would have never done that. Because I was just a, a running back, uh, first round, second round kind of uh, kind of guy, but people were arguing, and I was in drafts. I've been in drafts years and years ago where Moss was the first pick, and Marvin Harrison would put up big years. But yeah. I, I tell you, the one guy that would really surprise people, Jason, and I don't know if you meant to open this Pandora's box with this, but if you looked at Tory Holt's numbers from about two thousand, a lot to, of good years. Boy, he had a six seven year run there where he was as good as it got. Yep. Well, Marvin Harrison the same way. Yeah, he had a big run where he was as good as it got too. Mm-hmm. Now I I love to say when people talk about the best season a receiver's ever had, be it reality fantasy, Isaac Bruce's nineteen ninety five season was absolutely insane. He had I believe seventeen hundred and eighty one yards. The only reason that didn't lead the NFL is because that's the year that Jerry Rice set the yardage record. Right. Isaac mm-hmm. Bruce's quarterbacks in 1995 were Chris Miller, the guy that had to retire early because of concussions, concussions. Mm-hmm. and T.J. Rubley. And I think Mark that's Rippin. That's a sandwich, isn't it, a T.J. Rubley? It yeah. was actually Chris Miller, Mark Rippin, uh that Dave Barr threw through two. Dave uh, Barr, wow! Dave, ha, so he threw nine passes, and uh, so Rubley was gone. It was, was just Rippin and right. Miller. That's yep. that's insane. Yeah, to have that many yards with those guys throwing them the ball. Well, look at it this way: Miller had twenty six hundred twenty three. Rippin had just over fourteen hundred. What percentage of those went to Isaac Bruce? Yeah. What What do you have Isaac Bruce's numbers? Pretty right big. There? Pretty big numbers. Uh, yeah, I do. He, his second year in the league. He had a. He had. A, let's see. How many catches did he have that season? I'm taking a look at this right now. It's NFL five. Fantasy Live. While Michael Fabiano looks at 119 <laughs> catches, Harrison. 1781 yards and 13 touchdowns. And you guys remember the mid 90s Rams? How bad they were? Oh, they were awful. And, and they were absolutely awful. Tim McDonald coined the phrase in '95. I think the Rams started out four and zero. And then they, the Niners just destroyed them. And Tim McDonald said, same old Rams. Yep. And same that- old 49ers. <laughs> same old Rams. Yeah. Same old sorry blank Rams yeah. is what he said. Yeah, I remember that. That's the big NFL film thing. He's standing next to somebody. He's like standing next to somebody, and he says, the same old 49ers, same old Rams. Remember that? Oh, Speaking man. of the Rams, uh, the interview that I did last week with Steven Jackson, he admitted to me that he might retire. Which- wow. If that happens, that'll throw a monkey wrench into uh, some running back rankings. You'll see Dale Richardson move up. Who knows what will happen with Isaiah Pede. But Jackson, as much as we, we, we talked about him not getting into the end zone, and that was his Achilles heel for just about all of his seasons, except for, I believe, what was it, 2006, Harrison, where he went absolutely off. Um, I mean, the guy rushed for 1,000 yards in eight trade seasons. He knew he was going to get the football. There was no vulture situation there. If Steven Jackson retires, Daryl Richardson becomes a, a big-time sleeper. Yep. Uh, Steven, is, uh, he's getting close to that big 3-0. And when I talked to him, he said, I feel good right now. And I'd rather go out Yes. Uh, I'd rather go out, you know, feeling good than going out too late when 
his body might not feel as good, and maybe he's not as good of a player uh, out there on the gridiron. So that's a that's a pretty interesting tidbit. And although we are in the off season in fantasy football, I would argue there is never an off season in no, fantasy football. No, three sixty five. It's just like the NFL. We've got uh, we've got some interesting running back situations that are coming up here. With Reggie Bush, for example, uh, the Dolphins may or may not bring him back, and right. if they don't, hello Lamar Miller to yes. Sleeperville in fantasy football. So, um, and then did you guys see that thing with Lashawn McCoy on Twitter? I did not. Oh man, <laughs> do a Google search on that. Um, that 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 I've been off Twitter for a couple of days. That was a, <laughs> took a couple of days off. Wait, wait to, to spend time with who? Not nothing. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> something I, you're going to have to bring up I at know. some point during the show. I, I, right. You've been waiting. I, I know. I know waiting. what's going on, Harrison. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if you want to catch up, that was yeah, that was interesting. I guess that's the only adjective I could use to describe that. Right. It, can we'll we, get, uh, we'll, we'll get to running backs coming up in a second. But uh, I'm told that John in Oregon wants to sneak in and weigh in on this whole Randy Moss thing he's been talking about. John, you've been playing fantasy football for how long? Oh, at least 20 years or more. And I okay. think you stole my thunder with Bruce and Harrison. What I wanted to mention was I think we need to decide what year there's a delineation because, you know, back in, back in 96, 97, 98, the Internet was not really that prevalent for use. We all waited for USA Today Tuesday stats to come out. Yes, we did. And I, and I think the game was better because you had to, like, find a Miami, Miami Herald somewhere to get background information who was going to play. It was a totally different game. And – you know, you may not even pick up on a guy like Bruce till week six or week seven. That was the real difference, I think, back then and now. So if you guys could find out the official delineation point when everyone had access to the same information, I think there's like a, a B.C. era of fantasy football that made a huge difference. Huge difference. It's, like the, it's, like, it's like the dead ball era It's got to be baseball. somewhere in the it's mid to late 90s. Yeah. Well, I think right when the internet boomed, I think 2000 I think, is a great is a is a great spot because I think that's when everyone finally everyone was using the internet at the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, right, I remember like ninety seven, ninety eight. It started. You started to use it, but that was still when you were on dial up. And oh wait, wait, I got right. locked out of the draft yep. room and I can't draft. And it was still in its infancy. Right. I, 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 think, I, think, I think. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I think two thousand might be the year. You, you want to know what I think it is? I got to find the year. Remember when the internet was just a blue background with gray text. That, that's when it was there were like eight pages on the was. internet? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That, that's where we're going to find the year. I think, I think there's really something to that. So. Uh, that's all I've got, gentlemen. Well, I was just going to tell you that, that you were right, because when I sat with Al Gore and we created it, yeah. uh, that's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> you were shining Al Gore's shoes back then, Harrison. Yeah. I, you know, I, uh, wanted to, I wanted to piggyback something, Fabs, that you were just talking Stephen Jackson. Uh, number one, if I were a friend of, I've never met Steven in this business, but if I did, I you don't I, like him. It's okay. No, a, I do. No, what a nice like guy. Great I guy. Very talkative. But Harrison doesn't like him. I like him a lot. No, and I would advise like him. him to retire because you remember a couple of years ago, I believe it was 2009, he had such a bad back and he still ran for like 1300 and something yards. And he was all the Rams had him. I'm talking about the year before Bradford got there mm-hmm. and you mentioned 2006 season, Fabs, when he went off. How about this workload? 346 carries. We talk about 300 carries. No one's getting 300 carries anymore. 346 carries and 90 catches. Yeah, no. no 90. He, he, yeah. Was, he was unreal. That's he was unreal that 436 season. touches, He guys. was Marshall Falk that year. He was so good. And I'd actually like to know how close that is to the NFL record. I 
can honestly say I don't know. I know the record for carries. Mm-hmm. I don't know the record for joint for combined touches in a season. But that's got to yeah. be top three. Uh, let, let, let me let me throw this out there for Stephen Jackson just just to play the devil's advocate part of this is that. Steven Jackson had a pretty good end of the season. We didn't think he had that in him, yeah. but he's got a pretty good end of the season. 1,000-yard season. So now is it out there for him that a team can say, you know what, we have another running back that's kind of our lightning bug running back. Let's bring in Steven Jackson. He can have half the carries. He could be our late round. So he can go somewhere else, but I think Steven Jackson also is saying I'm healthy. He's also – some athletes like to lay the groundwork that, well, hey – I may retire because, really, I don't know how much interest there's going to be in me. And I'm not going to go split carries with MJD in Jacksonville or be his backup. Mm-hmm. Will I go to the Jets or will I go to a team that needs a running back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they want to give me a, a, a two-year deal, I'll go there. But some guys want to beat retirement to the punch and say, look, right. I'm choosing to retire. He I'm, mentioned, I'm not going to sit around all off season, not get an offer, and then say, well, I'm retired. He you mentioned know, Barry you know. Sanders, which yeah. is the, the ultimate uh, example. And before we have to go to break here, James Wilder. 1984. Yep, 407 touches. Gosh. That's the most all-time. Larry Johnson, second, 457. Eddie George, 453. Jamal Anderson. LT, 451. Mm. Steven Jackson is 11th wow. on the all-time list for single-season touches. Well, now, LT season, is that the year he caught 100 balls? That was 2002. Okay. So, uh, that was 2000. <laughs> Edgerin James is up there in the top five. Uh, Marcus Allen's top six. Jamal Anderson in that that ninety eight year we had over four hundred carries and then yep. he blew out his knee. Was that against the Cowboys the following year yes. on a Monday night on a Monday night mm-hmm. game? Yeah. And it, no contact. Yeah, just tried to make yep. a yep. cut. Yeah, uh, you know what's what all those guys have in common? Like James Wilder, it's eighty four, right? Eighty four. Yeah, none of those are recent. No, that's how the recent guy. Let me take a look. The most recent guy is times. LJ and Steven in uh, in 06. 06. Yeah, that's the most recent, and honestly. There's nothing even close. I, you're, you're looking at 85, 83, 95, 92, 99, 85, 2002, 86, 84, 92. It's, uh, w- w- and you know what? If we go in and look on the pass attempts, you're going to see those go right. rising wildly up, and a lot of recent years will be up there. Yeah, think, think about this. When you see now a guy getting 20 carries a game, you're saying, okay, he had, a, he had a heavy workload. He carried the ball 20 times. That was pretty good. You carry the ball 20 times in like the 80s and early 90s, mid-90s, it's you only had 20 carries? That's it? Harrison. Yep. I mean, that's really how it's changed. 20 I, carries now is, hey, you want to you draft a guy like that and make sure he's an RB2 for you. Real, that's right. Just I feel real, like this is a stump this morning. No, no, no. Just real quick. Uh, so I'm looking at the single-season pass attempts leaders. The leader was 2012. Uh, third is 2010, fourth is 2012, fifth is 2011, sixth is 2010, seventh is 2011. <laughs> it's it's a passing league. That's un- unbelievable. 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-XM-FANTASY. It is NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison here. We want to weigh in on Randy Moss, who's the greatest fantasy wide receiver of all time. Again, 888-XM-FANTASY. Or you want to hit us up on Twitter as well, at SiriusXMFantasy. Coming up next, we'll take a look ahead to the Super Bowl and tell you where to draft some potential Super Bowl heroes in 2013. Guys like Kaepernick, Flacco, Torrey Smith, Bolden, Michael Kaepernick. Brantley, all that and more coming up next. My guy. Michael Fabiano's man crush on Colin Kaepernick. Continue. You know what? You should be Michael Kaepernick next year or Kaepernick Fabiano. How about change your name to no, that? No, maybe year. he should be Colin Fabiano. How about that? Colin Fabiano. Two and a half months ago, I told you all about <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. Man, can I be Elliot Hill? You can be. You can Elliot Thrill Hill. I really like Sean Hill a lot. You should be Thrill Hill. Okay. I want to. I want to hear the story about this girl. Later. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a great story. 
This is where Elliot Harrison has already found his soulmate, I think. Jason. <sighs> dun, dun, dun. All right, also Fantasy Predator, Fantasy Bane coming up next. It's Fantasy Live Series 210 XM87. Hades rock bands and fantasy football are a match made in heaven. You are listening to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, the Hall of Famer, and Elliot Harrison here on Sirius 210 XM 87. The phone number is 888 XM Fantasy, the final NFL Fantasy Live show of the year. We're going to look ahead to next season, look back at this year, give you everything you need going into the Super Bowl and off season as well. Hopefully you're enjoying a nice deer antler shake like Elliot and I are. And I'll tell you, I, feel, I already feel like I'm building muscle mass, Elliot, just drinking the shake. I broke my straw. Uh, just gonna pull, rip it off then. Although I keep sucking it and it keeps like. Oh, Harrison! Oh, wow, my, calm down. <laughs> Gosh, okay. you, you guys should—you guys should have came out to uh, um, to Vegas, man, last week. Well, some people had to do a, a show on yeah. Sirius. Yeah. And, uh, we we could have done it. those guys. Tours was there. We could have done it there. <laughs> so, I yeah. met uh, I met Ivy. By the way, yeah, yeah, I Michael mean, Fabiano, obviously, who we have to, very, say it, so uh, have to say it, Hall of Famer. You were inducted into the Fantasy Sports Writers Association Hall of Fame last week. You can check out some of your pictures on Twitter. A something we're all very proud of you for. Nobody deserves it more than you. And uh, thanks, man. You know, I'm glad you had a good time. Out it was there. fun. It was fun. I hung your dad with, had a good time. I hung too. out with twos. I, yeah, my, my the old man was out there, um, and, and I actually tweeted out a picture of me and my father, and he's like three inches shorter than me. Which is, and he's not smiling. Which is, my father never smiles. How, I, how is that? You're in the Hall of Fame. You're holding a Hall of Fame plaque, and he's sitting there like, he's getting smile. dental x-rays. He could be standing next to Kate Upton <laughs> in a skimpy bikini and would not smile. That's Wait, just your dad father. in a skimpy bikini or Kate Upton? What do you think? Oh, okay. Just making sure. But uh, So, so Tooze was out there. Uh, Matt was out there. Saw Ivy. Um, we, had a, uh, we had a good time. It was a lot of fun. And um, I... I is your speech online? I, I want to I, hear your speech. I was just going to say that. Now, it's not online yet, but is um, uh, going to get it, so I'll be able to send it over to you guys. Nice. So I mentioned you quickly in the, um, uh, in the speech. <laughs> people I'm glad aren't here, Jason Smith, Elliot Harrison. Now- Pe- people I regret that I've had to work with. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it went like, "Look, you know, Jason's been a big, big help. Uh, I love uh, arguing fantasy with him at twelve twenty-eight every Tuesday, <laughs> Pacific time. And, Two uh, minutes away. And, uh, you know, what can I say about Elliot? He's got great man burger under that uh, button down. Uh, man burger. The good thing, though, if Harrison ends up with this girl, then there's more women out there for the rest of us. This oh is true. God. This is true. Now, because then quick, we yeah. don't have to worry about Harrison stealing our girlfriend. Right. Elliot Harrison. Oh, by the way, if you listen to the show, a few months ago we talked about how on Twitter – Elliot uh, had an ex-girlfriend find him. Girl, you, you lived with her when you were 22, which mm-hmm. is a couple of years ago. So you lived with her a long time ago. You're 22, and then your careers took themselves in different directions. You had a good breakup. She recently found you on Twitter. Oh, it's pretty interesting. She's an anchor in Portland, and uh, things are, you know, you're talking to her. That's great. And now she has moved to Los Angeles. Yeah, we, she has moved into Harrison Town. Well, we changed the city from Portland because it wasn't actually Portland just oh, okay. to protect her oh, identity. Oh, okay. I thought it was really, I thought that was a real city. <laughs> well, no, yeah, well, oh, yeah okay. it's a real city. It's <laughs> no, I, mean, I thought it was, that was, the, that was the real city. Okay. No, I know Portland's uh, a real city, although I've never been there. So if you've never been to a city, is it real? Of course. Okay. All right. Very good. Of course. So now this girl is now back in your life. She has moved back to Los Angeles. Real city actually happened. And now she's here. You know what's weird is when you date a girl that's waiting tables at a really dingy joint 
and you're a <laughs> double deuce, <laughs> something like that. The double deuce, you know, exactly like the double deuce. Okay. That's that is the best, you know. For if you, for those of you who haven't seen Roadhouse out there, maybe you can uh, maybe you can YouTube that. Uh, just make sure you YouTube the Sam Elliott scenes, but uh, you know, and then you're you're working in the bar business or whatever, and you're you know you're an idiot. I had an idiot flop hairdo like some guy and dazed and confused, you know. I probably talk like McConaughey's character in that movie, too, back then. Probably anyway, it's really weird. You live with somebody back then, and then all of a sudden now you're doing what you're doing, and now they're, you know, I'm proud of her. You know, she's in the second largest market in the, the country. Good for her, man. My cool. endless Stop. love. Stop. My love. It is know. weird, though. Harrison gets married. I don't know. I think it's going to be it's going to be tough to to tame Harrison, but we'll see. One, this this uh, one's good looking, you know. One of the worst things I ever did, though. This is so funny. So we we went out one night, and and uh, she she had worked all night, and she had a glass of wine or two, and just passed out, just passed out in the in the car ride home. And you spray painted her. I was really tired. I was really, really tired. I was going to school and working full time at that time of my life. And I pulled up to the house and she was sleeping so peacefully in the car. I thought, I don't want to wake her up. So I just locked the doors of the car and went inside and went to sleep. Did you really? Yes. How could you do That's that? Like something really? Norm, Norm Peterson would do <laughs> that oh to my Vera. God. I know. And I didn't really realize like how bad that was until the next day. When she woke up and said, oh. <laughs> she woke up. She's. You know, you don't know where you are, yeah. and like the windows yeah. are up. And Harrison, was, that like that was the perfect opportunity for you to be a gentleman to softly pick her up out of the passenger that's seat, a, carry her up to her bed, and lay next to her. It would all oh, would have been wonderful. But you know what? Except for you left her in the car. But she ran. She came in the like house. so many but Labrador that's, that, retrievers. That's how, that's how all rock stars die. They get left in a car because they passed out and they they choke on their own vomit. Yeah, but you know what? She just what? thought she thought it was the funniest thing ever. Did she? Yep. Really? Yep. Really? Absolutely. Really? Really? Yeah. Really? Because yeah. I was already thinking oh, the way she... to get out of it was when she comes in, house of fire, Maddie, going, how could you leave me in the car? I go, left you in the car, brought you in. You, were, you she must, got you me must back. have gone out to the car. She got. Unfortunately, I can't share all stories, but she, she got me back. Let's she just, did? Oh, okay. absolutely. That, all right. That's what makes it fun, man. By the way, speaking of making it fun. I want to see how Harrison wraps this back into fantasy. I am going to wrap this back into fantasy. I was ready to wrap it back into fantasy that we talked about before. Because one of the things that we were kind of alluding to here is the lack of carries and touches that backs are getting today. Mm -hmm. And we've also talked about changing fantasy, i.e. changing the rules, the fact that you have to play two running backs. And it puts everybody in this debacle war. You're starting Vic Ballard in the biggest game of your fantasy season, and it stinks. I think what's going to make fantasy really great this year and fun is I really do think teams are going to get back to running the football. The running back position's back. Too many times this year. Uh, Remember the Thursday night broadcast we did nfl.com live it was ravens browns uh it was one of the early games we did this year browns played at baltimore cleveland was in the game the game came all the way down to the last drive when brandon whedon tried to throw a hail mary and he just threw a laser out of bounds mm-hmm. do you remember that yeah trent richardson was getting no carries and i'm sitting here going the browns are going to watch this game later and realize that watch tape of the game and realize we were down one score and we're not giving trent richardson the ball and I, too many times I saw that this year. Teams down one score, and they're passing on every down. Third and one, and they're going empty set, you know, empty backfield, and throwing the ball. 
when people see like the Patriots have so much success running the football this year, I think it's back. Look at all the good teams this year. Look at the Seattle Seahawks, total commitment to the run. Look how much the Redskins ran the football and how far they got. Here's where I disagree with you. And then let me just let me just okay. ask you this. Okay. Uh, yes or no? Are the Saints going to throw the ball more or less next season? Or about the same? Probably about same. the same. Okay. Are the Packers going to do it? I think the Packers will run the football more. Really? Yes, I do. Really? Yes, I do. Okay. I that's not happening. But okay. Okay. Patriots. Patriots, I think, will be the same. Okay. Carolina Panthers. They going to alter their offensive philosophy at all? That's a good one. That's a good one, Jason. I, I wonder how, what the Panthers' approach is going to be this year. They have to tweak something because they got it rolling at the end of the year. Um, my guess is, my guess is, it'll be about the same. Okay. Uh, Redskins. Same. Okay. Uh, Denver Broncos. They may run the football a little bit more. They may run the football a little bit more because look at how hot they got with no Sean Marino. I mean, granted, they were already winning, but they really discovered something this year. He was kind of a, un, I don't want to say an underreported story because we were all over it on Fantasy Live, but how many people nationally were talking about the resurgence of no Sean Marino? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, so maybe a little bit less for the Broncos. Just a little bit right. less. Falcons. They can't this throw the ball anymore. you and my filibuster. They, so about the same, Falcons? Yeah, okay. Okay, Cowboys, about the same, less, more? Cowboys, I think, will run the football more. Run the football more. Yes. Okay. Do you agree with that, Fabs? I don't uh, see Romo throwing 4,900 yards again. Is Miles Austin going to be back on that team? That, that's a question. That's another question. DeMarco Murray's health plays a big role there. It all depends on how healthy he can stay. Yeah. And okay. so far, it hasn't been very healthy. All right, Colts, throw the football more or less? I think they will throw, I mean, run the football more. They threw the ball too much this year. They know it. I mean, no, they're, they, you got You think Andrew Luck's not going to? He's not. I know he's going to throw the. I know he's going to throw the football, but you don't know what they're going to do in the draft. And I, I don't think the Colts can afford to throw the football anymore. Seahawks throw the football more or less. They're going to be the same. Okay, uh, Detroit Lions more or less. They are going to run the football more unless they're absolutely complete imbeciles, because not running the football is killing them. Okay, Giants run the football more or less. About I think the they'll same? be about the same. About yeah. the same. All right, so that's. I just gave you. 13 or 14 teams okay. that have quarterbacks that could be your number one overall fan, number one fantasy quarterback okay. next year. They're all going to throw the ball the same amount. I mean, suddenly you're not going to say, well, look, Aaron Rodgers, oh, he's only throwing the ball 25 times a game. Well, no, not like but, that. So these guys, you're, all the, the top quarterbacks, you say we're going back to running the football more, okay, but that's not affecting the value of any of these quarterbacks. That's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. But if you go the other way, Jason, uh, C.J. Spiller is going to have a real chance to be – uh, a lead back this year. Fab just mentioned Daryl Richardson as a a sneaky play. The Lions have to run the football more. They just they they have to. LaShawn McCoy should be back in full swing this year. And what about what's going to happen with Pittsburgh? I'm just saying that there's some teams that are going to have running backs that get more carries, and you could take them higher in your draft, and it's not going to be such a black hole for you at the end of the year. All right, 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-XM-FANTASY, points made on both sides of this. Coming up next, we're going to pepper the Hall of Famer with some questions about the 2013 Fantasy Draft, where you're going to wind up taking some guys that you're going to see play on Sunday in the Super Bowl. Fabs, you ready to go? Let's you do it, man. You looking at pictures of Kate Upton? I'm done. Okay, very good. All right, that's coming up next, Series 210-XM87 right now. Time for the Fantasy Fix.
If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. It is time to pepper the Hall of Famer. And I mean, actually, we're going to take pepper and pour it on Michael Fabiano's head. No. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harris. That's here, a jam right there. XM87. That is. Any any song that can start out with a triangle and then start jamming, I have a lot of respect for. That's Atomic Punk. That's on the first Van Halen album. That is a jam right there. Tough to beat Van Halen. Yeah, it is tough. It is tough. Especially when you know they would sing live at performances, unlike a lot of people nowadays. So, Bond, do you, will you please tell the story about Bond Scott for all our listeners? Yeah, I okay. didn't know that. All right, yeah, real quick before we get, we, we, we pepper Fabiano. Wow, Pepper Fabiano. That like sounds that. like a wife. A w- oh, you know Pepper Fabiano? I like that. Yeah, that does sound like your future wife. It sounds like a name what? like in a, in a mafia movie of like one of the main guys' girlfriend. You know Pepper Fabiano. Oh, she's so hot. Pepper? <laughs> we should really pull the curtains back. Not only were during the commercial break. <laughs> insane today. If you're, if you're ever wondering what happens during the commercial break, I got a really sordid story from, the, from uh, Bryce, our producer, that made mine sound like the best story ever. And then... Uh, Jason's <laughs> telling me the story of how Bon Scott died. And then Fabs looks over at me and goes, do you want kids? <laughs> I mean, that all happened in like a minute 45. You think, I think we'll get some women who'll call in to, uh, you know, volunteer to help you out here. Come on. Oh, what no. I was good to my girlfriend, just FYI. I treated except, her wonderfully. Except the time when she passed out and you left her in the car overnight. I was tired. I wasn't he cracking a window. I was 22. It's and a, it was a trans and you were, and you were It was a trans. Did you leave the windows open at least? <laughs> I don't remember. He didn't. <laughs> it was cold. I it was a, cold in Dallas. It was like minus 20, but she seemed warm. She had a winter coat on. I had a teal green Ford Probe GT with a maroon, random maroon strip, the color of Fab sweater, going across the dash. That's what wow. I had. That's the car you left her in? I had an equalizer. Too. So the important thing that? was the important thing was that she slept comfortably. She did. That's the important thing. She slept comfortably. Uh, you know what? She got me back. Oh well, okay. I, I would hope so. So Bon Scott died car. this way. Yeah, he was he was out with uh, lead singer of ACDC. Um, he was out, in the, and I think he was out with the rest of the guys in the band. They left him in the car, and he you know passed out, and he choked on his own vomit, and he, and he died. That, that ha- that's happened to a lot of rock stars. That's unreal. Yeah, they leave him somewhere, and you're not in a position where you can fall asleep. That's why when someone's passed out, what do they say? You gotta put them on their stomach so they don't. So that doesn't happen to you. you don't aspirate, I guess, is the oh, correct right, right. term. So yeah, so you 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 know risk aspirating your girlfriend. Well, she, that's just not out why she you. was she wasn't passed out because of that. Oh, so. okay. All right. Oh, here we go. I actually tweeted that out that you mm-hmm. left your girlfriend in the car once. Here we go. Uh, it's a wonder you're still single. Please say it with heavy sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> Fabs, I just, oh, do you boy. agree with me on the running back uh, position that you think it's that it's going to be back a little bit in full force? I said as, that. Yeah. I said that last segment. Um, and a matter of fact, at some point here in the next week or two, I'm going to release my top 200 for 2013, which I'm sure will inevitably change 500 times before mm-hmm. the start of August. Uh, where's Cole Beasley? Um, <laughs> not on there. But I, I'm I'm really having a hard time putting even one quarterback in my top 10. I really am. I'm having a hard time. I think Spiller's going to be uh, a breakout candidate, um, even better than he was this past season. I think Trent Richardson could could really be a top five running back. You've got Rice. You've got Foster. You've got Adrian Peterson. You've got McCoy, who in Chip Kelly's offense I really could fall in love with quickly, especially because of his prowess as a, as a receiver out of the backfield and the way that Kelly used his running backs there at Oregon. There's a lot of good running backs uh, out there, and – 
Alfred Morris, I hadn't even mentioned him. This is a kid who's coming off of uh, rushing for 1,600 yards, 13 touchdowns. Don't know if he'll do that again, but you have got a lot of good And we never runners. seem to mention Ridley enough. A lot of good runners. Ridley's coming off of a very good season. Uh, Chris Johnson, right now, he's a two. He's a two. Last year, we were talking about him being in the first round as Jason a one. Jason thought he was going to be the top guy in fantasy. Right. So you've got... Oh, he bagged me on that one. CJ2K yeah. is a two. Forte is a two. Yeah. Okay? Heck, Ryan Matthews is like a 2-3 right now. Sean Green. Well, we, I don't think he's going to be back with the Jets. Yeah, I just wonder what's going to happen. He's a free agent. I, yeah. I mean, Bilal Powell could end up being a sleeper next season uh, if, if Green goes and, and they keep him to be the starter. But you've got so many good running backs. I mean, Frank Gore, I know he's turning 30 uh, in a couple of months. Yeah, here. but we always think he's but he had every such year. This is a good for Frank year. Gore. He had such a good year. So, there, and there's so many guys that uh, I just I – mean, Rodgers is my number one quarterback. But if I'm doing if I'm doing a top 200, okay, and it's just me, and I, I'm just saying, you know what, this is the way that I would draft. I don't even know when I would take – Rodgers, I mean, second round sometime, and he, he's going in the first round on every draft. People are going to take Breeze in the first round. People are going to take Newton in the first round. Brady. People are, could take Brady in the first round also, you're right. But I can't see taking anybody like that until the second round. Just because of, the, well, quarterbacks burned me this past season in two leagues. I drafted a, a quarterback in the first round, and both of those leagues were my two worst leagues. But... There's been a resurgence. Steven Jackson said it to me in our interview. He thinks there's going to be a resurgence at the running back position. Uh, there's going to be some sleepers. At Lamar Miller, if Miami ends up not signing Reggie Bush to, to a, a, couple, a couple more years, which likely won't happen, Lamar Miller could end up being a sleeper next season. So you're going to see a lot, a lot of running backs go very, very early. Uh, Darren McFadden, who we always talk about, oh, this guy in the past, Risk-reward first-round pick. Risk-reward second-round pick as a number one. Now, he's a two. Imagine if he ever stays healthy. Probably won't. But a lot of depth at that position right now, guys. All right, let's take a look at some of your top 200 preview here. Let's take a look at some of the guys in the Super Bowl playing on Sunday and mm-hmm. where you would draft them this year. Pepper Fabiano, everybody. That's his <laughs> girlfriend. Okay, here we go. Where are you drafting Kaepernick next Pepper year? Pepper Fabiano. Well, uh, and actually, this is something i got to talk to Elliot about this because – you know, in my mind, I'm already starting to conceive article ideas for our draft kit, okay, which doesn't come out for another five months. Sure. But I, I think the, the X factor at the quarterback position from a fantasy perspective is Peyton Manning. And Harrison is the savant. Harrison is the man who, God, knows just about as much football stats as, as anybody I know. Peyton's going to be 37. Mm-hmm. Where is the cliff? And is the cliff coming? And is it coming in 2013? And where was the cliff for Marino and Elway uh, and, and guys like that? Even Favre had a couple of really bad years before he bounced back and had that really good one mm-hmm. um, towards the end of his career. Is Manning's cliff coming? Because if that cliff is coming and there's trends to support that these, these quarterbacks, 36, 37, fall off statistically, there's going to be a year where it happens – Heck, I can see Kaepernick going ahead of Peyton. I'm talking about a top-five quarterback, five or six. Then you've got Russell Wilson. You've got Andrew Luck. You've got some really good young quarterbacks. Now, with that being said, I think some people, especially depending on what he does this Sunday, because if Kaepernick goes off against the Ravens and has a game, uh, a game for the ages and wins the MVP or just puts up big stats, 
people are going to remember him when they're drafting their fantasy teams, and he's going to go probably in round three or four. I see him more as a fourth or fifth round pick, likely beginning of the fifth round. But again, you're going to see people who are going to grab onto him and fall in love with him like I have. But I'm, I'm not going to fall in love with him so much that I'm drafting him in the first three rounds because I won't do that with any quarterback. But his stock is certainly rising. But again, article idea for Elliot Harrison for the draft kit. I got another one too. Let's look at these older quarterbacks historically and see where not they many. start to fall I, off. I could tell you that there's not many at 37 years old. At 37 years old, John Elway's body started to break down. That's when you saw Bubby Brister. Was Remember Marino the, gone already at 37? No, Marino had a nice year in 98 when he was turning 37, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the very next year, 99, he did not have a good year. His body was breaking down on him. Roger Staubach's last season, he was uh, 37 years old. He had a great year. Uh, he is one of the very few Kurt Warners. Uh, last yeah. season in the league, 2009, very he, had a, good. he had a great year. Mm-hmm. He, I think he turned 38 that year or was 37 at the start of that year. Guys, there's very few. There are very few. I'll tell you one that you might forget. Warren Moon actually had a sneaky year in uh, 97 for the Seahawks Mm -hmm. when he was already 41 years old, Mm -hmm. 40 years old. And Warren Moon's 95 season when he was 39, he was outstanding. Other than those guys, uh, Fran Tarkenton at 38, there isn't anybody. But you're also talking about the quarterbacks that are getting older are in the top ten to ever play the game. You're talking yep. about Brady yep. and Peyton Manning and guys mm-hmm. like this. It's not just, hey, this guy's been good True. for a long time, and you know, is he going to keep it going? Another yeah. reason, though, uh, Jason, not to not to be argumentative here, why I think Denver not only will but should run the football a little bit more. Look, you just found out that No. Sean Marino can play. No. Sean Marino doesn't have a lot of tread on the tires. You know, he hasn't been used that much. They were so effective, and if you watch the Ravens game, they used Hillman a lot. Look, you know, there's no reason to put the entire game on Peyton Manning all the time if you can run the football. Harrison, I, I got some stats from you from uh, Pro Football Reference. Very interesting. The top three single-season passing yardage leaders, mm-hmm. all in their early 30s. Uh, Breeze, Brady, uh, and, and Breeze 32 and 33. Brady was 34. You've got... Marino at 23, Breeze at 29, Stafford 23 and 24, Romo, uh, Eli, early 30s, Kurt in his early 30s, then Tom Brady this past year, 35, was 11th. You don't see a lot of guys in the – Peyton was, was 34 when he yep. had 4,700 in 2010, Warren Moon 35 in 91, Peyton last year, 36, was 24th. Now, this is all time, so these are great numbers, but – you're not seeing a lot of guys in their late Do you know 30s. why that is? Kurt Warner, number 30, 37 uh, in 2008. The reason why that is is because, and Tom Landry used to always say this, guys, a quarterback is best when he's 30 years old or he has 10 years in the league. Mm-hmm. When you're 32 years old, you can still make that 15-yard out. You have the arm strength. The game is slowed down for you, but physically you can still do it. At 37 or 38 years old, you do not have that arm strength. You, the game slows down for you, but it's much harder for guys so, to get it done. So when we come back, because I know we have to break here pretty quickly, let's talk about which of these young quarterbacks you would draft over Peyton Manning. Because I argue that, and this, is, this I think is a simple argument, the top four quarterbacks are going to be in some order, Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, and Cam Newton. Who's five? Who do you take ahead of Peyton Manning? That's going to be a big decision for fantasy owners in 2013. Well, that and more will also continue to pepper Fabiano. 
and talk about. I just like saying pepper fondue. Know, it's do. fun. It doesn't like, sound like a girlfriend. It sounds like some dish that you would get at Olive Garden. No, no, it's like a mall. Like someone that wears a fur coat and it's on your arm. No, and it's, like it's arm not. Candy. It's like an Italian. Where's dish. Jared Lorenzen? Uh, he's in the, he's in Fabs' top two hundred, okay. along with your Marcus Russell. Cool. That was the hefty lefty, right? Yeah. The two of them combined, From I think, right now weigh nine hundred pounds. Two. <laughs> two bills. <laughs> two bills. He was more than that. We'll have all that and more coming up next. Series two ten XM eighty seven. Kaepernick in the pistol. Well, Michael James behind him. Going to turn and uh, hand, uh, no, Kaepernick keeps it going outside to the right. He's running down the near side and Kaepernick is gone. Colin Kaepernick with a great fake. He faked out the entire stadium and he runs it 56 yards for a 49er touchdown. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Just moments away from the Fantasy Cantina, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison here on Series 210. XM87. Man, I love that guitar riff. It's a great guitar it's a great riff. One. I love that guitar riff. And you know what? It, it's uh, it, it's coincidental, ironic, whatever you want to call it. Because Isn't Ka- it ironic? Kaepernick is uh, <laughs> going to build a lot of fantasy empires for people in 2013. I'm going to tell you right now, the guy's going to be just gangbusters. Yeah, and I agree with you that he's if with a big game, he's going to move up, get drafted totally. really high in fantasy. Totally, and I'll probably miss out on him because... My strategy, if I had uh, if I had to draft right now, would be to go after running backs, wide receivers early, and take Kaepernick in the fourth or fifth round. Um, but if he has a big game in the Super Bowl, I'm not going to get a chance to do that. Luckily, there's going to be a lot of other good quarterbacks to take. So, yeah, but, but speaking of course, I, I want to throw because you talked about how you think Peyton Manning's the X factor in in your draft. That's going to be the that's going to be the decision. RG three is going to be the decision too because suddenly it's boy, how healthy is he? Can you really trust him? Is he going to be all well, the way back for the beginning of the season? That's a big X factor. But too. But I'm looking right now. I mean, you're seeing reports of pup potentially to start the season. We don't know. I can't even talk about RG3 because we don't know what his status is going to be. Uh, regardless, uh, Elliot, guys, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think most people will have Peyton Manning ranked ahead of RG3 right now mm-hmm. uh, in, in at the end of January from a fantasy perspective because of the uncertainty of RG3 and because of how good a season Peyton had. But, I, again, I, I'm going to release my top 200 uh, at some point next week, my rankings for all the positions. And right now, it's really hard for me because I've got the top four guys. I think they're easy at quarterback. But then five, I, it's it's Kaepernick, it's Wilson, Peyton Manning. Those are the guys. The quarterback position is so deep this year right now that Tony Romo's not even in my top eight. And he threw for 4,900 yards. He's not yards. even in my top eight. Isn't that insane? He, Matt Ryan a, not in your mix there? Yes. He, no. At the, uh, no. I, with, with, outside, of the top, with outside of the top four? Matt Ryan is, the, is in Romo. Uh, RG three Stafford territory. Okay, so you, and, and we're not even talking about Andrew Luck either. All right, guys. so so do your top four real quick. In what order? Oh, it's Rogers, Breeze, Brady, and Newton. Okay, so Rogers, Breeze, Brady, Newton, mm-hmm. Rob Tuesday. Who do you take fifth overall? I'm putting twos. you twos, putting you on the spot. Twos is sleeping. Calvin Johnson, fifth overall. No, no way. <laughs> Tuz is not. You know what Tuz was doing. I know. Tuz looked up the name of Harrison's girlfriend and he was drooling over her on YouTube uh, and not paying attention to the show. Tuz, 
You fifth said best fifth quarterback. Overall. You didn't say fifth quarterback overall. You're right. I blew it, too. I just want to put go. you on the spot. All right. Well, we got to have the Fantasy Predator coming up next. 88XM Fantasy. 88. The Fantasy Predator is not fantasy. allowed in the cantina. But J.J. Abrams is. Fantasy is Cantina coming up next. No rules. Anything goes. Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.